live after Everett's 5-2 win over Seattle. I'm here with Andy Eide. How's it going? Uh, first thing I have to ask you, uh, what, what's your uh, thoughts on the team name? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> NBA trade deadline, what are your thoughts? I think Thunderbirds is a great name for this team here in Seattle. <laughs> and I think Silvertips is an aptly, yeah. aptly named. This, that's, so they'll just both keep being that. <laughs> so this this obviously, you know, it's, it's a rivalry game. You know, tension, uh, uh, tensions were a bit high throughout, mm-hmm. throughout the game. Uh, what, what, what do you kind of take away from this one? Um, I, I think, you know, Seattle was obviously upset with what happened in the second period. Um, they were upset with Gurney, but they were also more upset with the referees, I think, than any other Everett players. <laughs> um, you know, it's this Matt Odette the last few games has felt that, whether, whether he's right or wrong, but this has been his, his impression is that there's an unequal standard being applied. Like his team sometimes doesn't get the calls that other teams do. And I think when Gurney hit McNally in the head, uh, which appeared to be a pretty clear-cut penalty, and nothing was called. That, that kind of set everybody off and got them kind of frustrated. And, you know, I think they did lose their composure. They got really upset and kind of were trying to get some revenge there for a while. They they, they, they cut it together a little bit in the third period, I think. But, um, yeah, so they were pretty frustrated. But, again, more at the referees than anything ever sure. was doing. Well, and, and one thing, I don't, I don't love to judge, you know, single calls from referees or say, you know, this team gets more calls than this team. It's really hard, it's hard to judge it's, that You stuff. have to go back and, like, dissect film. And but, one, <laughs> but one thing, you can, you can kind of get the, the sense in the arena of how things are being applied and how the refs are handling the game. And this game seemed like it kind of got out of hand. Yep. Um, you could tell Seattle was trying to settle some scores. Um, and, they, and I don't know if they really succeeded in that necessarily. I don't think much much really happened other than a lot of, a lot of talking. But nonetheless mm. – I don't really think the refs had a, had a great handle in this game, and that always, you know, the McNelly's going crazy in the box. He's pointing at Gurney. Mm-hmm. He's he's saying, "I'm gonna <laughs> when when you're out of that box, I'm coming after you." And the fans are into it, and that's just it. it really escalates I, things. Right I now. would lay everything that happened tonight at the feet of the refs. I think uh, if they call that penalty, on, on which I believe was 100 percent a penalty, mm-hmm. um, even if they just call two minutes, you know, I don't know that it was a, a five because he didn't get hurt. Yeah. But even they just call two-minute check to the head, none of that happens. The game goes on. It was a pretty well-played game up until that point. It was 2-1, I think, Everett was up. And yeah, no. I pretty think... calm and just a good game for both teams. We were back and forth, and it kind of ruined it a little bit just because, you know, that, that became the focus then. Well, it's interesting. You look at Seattle's makeup and Everett's makeup. Everett's obviously a smaller team. Um, they have a lot of more of those, those skilled guys. And, have, and, have, and Seattle's got these big, bruising defensemen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're big, and they can play that, that physical game. Um, I don't know if that's kind of a perception wherever it's like, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the little team that you know, can't. I think what, what Odette will tell you, and he, he, he says that, uh, you know, before a lot of the games, the referees will come talk to both coaches, and, you know, that's just the courtesy to check in. And he says that referees oftentimes will bring up players that haven't played in Seattle for five or six years. As like, oh, you know, yeah, you guys had that Evan Wardley guy. He was a bruiser, and Odette's like, why, why are you bringing up guys that haven't played here? And like, that's nothing to do with our team now. And yeah. I think he will tell you. And again, you know, it's hard to say if this is, you know, this is what his perception is. So it's hard to say if it's accurate. But he would tell you that there's some old, standing, long-standing like perceptions on what Seattle is. And to, to Seattle's credit, you know, like in the '90s, this team was. <laughs> you know, full of bruisers and you know maybe some guys who didn't have a lot of skill and, and they, they would get into some pretty ugly games and he feels that that, that reputation still kind of lingers in the league and that when they see those jerseys and uh, that's that's what comes out so again you're right though you'd have to go back and look at every film and yeah, someone's gonna have to analyze every call and <laughs> and then some a lot of it's subjective right like yeah. you know you know somebody from each team could look at the same play and come up with different 
uh, you know, decisions of it. And, you know, let's face it, some of these, these feeds and these films in this league aren't that great. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just watched two games in PG on the feed, and it was hard to tell what was going on at all times. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but that's their perception, and, and that's, you know, I think what frustrates him, what frustrated them tonight. Um, again, I don't know if they really – they weren't happy with Gurley, but outside, or Gurney, but outside of that – I don't think they were mad at Everett. Todd Gurley on skates. That'd be a sight. (laughs) (laughs) Seattle has a prospect named Gurley. That's why. He can hardly run on on the field. I don't know what it'd be like on skates. But, yeah, no, that that certainly kind of took over in what was – it seemed like it'd be a pretty interesting game. I know Everett's obviously having a better year than Seattle, Mm -hmm. but they played some really tight games. And, um, you know, when that theatrics, you know, gets in the the way of it, it kind of takes away from, you know, what what ends up being some pretty spirited games between these two teams. So it is unfortunate, but – yeah, and again, I, I blame it all on the referees, and I think they could have they could have controlled the game a lot better. They could have controlled what happened afterwards a lot better, and you know, whenever there's a scrum, if you start taking both guys off, and I don't know if they were doing that enough. And <laughs> sure, and, and when you saw McNelly kind of you know doing his uh, having his antics in the box, and mm-hmm. they sent him off for that ten minutes conduct, it's like a wind up toy that's just getting wound up, and you're like, yeah, well, but he played a calm he, third period. He so. did, he did. Um, I think that 10 minutes was good for him to you <laughs> well, know, go back well, in the room, <laughs> take some deep breaths. and It's like when you get when you get mad at something and you're grown up and your parents are like, all right, you need to go take a out. walk. Yeah, <laughs> go take a walk, figure it out, and then and then we'll talk. In the third period, he got hit from behind by Anderson, and he, uh, I thought, oh, boy, he's already his ire is already up, and he's going to go go nuts here. And he was actually yeah. pretty composed there and well, didn't, it didn't draw like, an equal penalty. <laughs> he did not. I, it seemed like he had, some, he had some outstretched hands. I don't know if he um, – it, it's hard to tell, and it, it that really is is kind of secondary a lot of tights, but it did take over, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Everett Everett won the game five to two. What what's that to you about Everett? Um, I don't know. You know, this this game obviously what you expect from Everett, right? Like, uh, you know, good on the power play. Special teams are big for them as usually. They had a power play goal. They scored on the a delayed call. Uh, they had a shorthanded goal. So that's that's I think you know you look at their special teams. They're a good penalty kill. They're what the number one. Power play team, I think this year, uh, and then Dustin Wolf was good as usual. Uh, I think it's you know what you what you expect from Everett, and that's what you got tonight. And uh, you know it would have been nice to see a, a, the game play out the way it did in the first period. I, I really liked the game in the first period. I thought it was an interesting game, and both teams were pretty even five on five, and mm-hmm. the only goals came on the same power play, ironically, <laughs> which is yeah. that's just kind of funny. Well, Everett had to create a lot of its own. I mean, they they didn't have a lot of cheap goals. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that that goal that Pudio scored. You were, that was a nice goal. Dance yeah. around defender, got a, took advantage of a nice screen. Yep. Um, Fonse had scored in the power play, you know, shot from the circles or not. <laughs> Those aren't leaky type of goals yep. yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Leah, that I mean, Fonse had with a just terrific pass. He gets absolutely plastered at Seattle's blue yep. line, but he makes the pass still, and Leah's breakaway yeah, and finishes cool. over. Yeah, so I mean, no, none of those were were very cheap goals. Mm-hmm. Um, other than obviously the empty. I actually, thought Blake Latta played well for Seattle. He gave it four goals. It doesn't sure. look like it, but I thought you know he made some big saves in the third period that, that kept Seattle within you know reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> and Seattle scored a goal late and had a chance to make a four three with about two minutes left. Uh, when they had the extra skater on and a uh, puck bounced over Matthew Rempe's stick, uh, sure. if he scores there, that would have been 4-3 with two minutes. Would have made a fun last two minutes of the game. And uh, I just think, you know, Seattle in the second period lost their composure. Obviously, they were upset at the non-call. And uh, I think and that- they wanted some retribution from Gurney, and he wouldn't <laughs> give it to him. And, uh, you know, Siona jumped him and all that stuff. But uh, I, I thought Seattle did – I was you know, we were on the radio wondering, like, well, what's the message now? Are they going to come out? They, you know, they need to come out and not – go crazy in the third period here yeah. for many reasons. One, they still can, they still have a chance to win the game, and they have a game Sunday against uh, Prince George they have to win, so mm-hmm. you don't want someone doing something stupid and getting yeah. suspended or something like that. And it was interesting, Williams, uh, Dennis, Dennis Williams, Silvertips head coach, basically said after the game, 
uh, midway through that second p- period when that happened. We knew we mm-hmm. had them beat, essentially, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, coaches usually aren't as, as direct by that, mm-hmm. but he, he said that uh, he thought that Seattle was more interested in everyone else on the ice, and they weren't interested in, and I guess. Well, I think they were interested in one guy on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, it was 4-1, to one, so, yeah, I mean, it's not often you're going to come back. Mm-hmm. From three goals against Everett and, yeah, <laughs> and these Wolf, games so. get chippy. I mean, there well, there's there's players that played on both teams. You have yep. Blake and Ned. Yep. Patterson was very active tonight, as he as he always is, yep. no matter what uniform he's playing. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of the the sandpiper sandpaper type game he he plays yep. and all that stuff. And these are two teams obviously in different stages right now. Everett is is trying to catch Portland for that top spot. I'm not sure they're they're going to be able to accomplish that, but uh, they, yeah, they're, they're still they're still giving a giving a rip and. And Seattle's trying to, um, you know, make it to one of those final playoff spots. Yep. And they're in, they're in decent shape. Uh, this game against Prince George on Sunday is big for Seattle, and which is one of the reasons I think Marty Ross got the night off. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not that they didn't want to beat Everett, that they don't trust Lida. I think they do. They have faith in Lida, and Lida played well. But I think they look at the Sunday game mm-hmm. of the two games this weekend as the more important one, the one against Prince George, because yeah. there are seven points on them, and they can really, you know, they'll they'll be like 18 games left if they beat them, and they'll have a nine point lead. That's pretty. Solid. Uh, you'd have to really fall apart to not <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And, and Seattle still has their sights on Kelowna, who's three points ahead of them. So mm-hmm. in the, well, the which, first playoff spot, which is very interesting because you know Seattle values that those two points against Prince George so highly. Yes. You know those are two points you absolutely. It's a four-point game basically. Yeah, and and Everett. I mean, I think they value every two. They need two points yeah. wherever they can get them. Well, and, Seattle does too, but I just think you're, you're playing a number one goalie. And you, well, one's a must-win for Seattle. The other one, just we want to win. Well, Everett's kind of playing like. We the probability of winning every game is, you know, sure. somewhat tilted in their favor. Maybe mm-hmm. a, a Portland, maybe Kamloops. I don't know. I mean, although Everett's played Kamloops very well, but I mean, you know, Wolf has played every game of this three and three, and he has every intention of playing them against Spokane tomorrow. So that's kind of interesting how they're going to. Well, that's two kind of par for the course of that, right? Carter Hart did that. Wolf did it last year. They they they, they don't they don't worry about that with their starters. Which is interesting because. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that have complained or noticed that they, they noticed that Wolf was, was quote-unquote run down last year, and I'm not sure that's really the case. I don't think anyone's save percentage or goals allowed is going to carry on throughout the playoffs, but well, it wasn't you do, like, you do it, kind of have to wonder. I mean, it worked yeah. It worked with Carter Hart, so it's not Well, like, it didn't, didn't. It worked with Carter Hart his last year. True. But they also, I don't think, got out of the second round up before that with Carter Hart. So but I don't, you, I mean, I don't you know could, if that was the reason. But, but. you could argue, I mean, <laughs> There's also a team in front of you that's yes, playing. I mean, it's exactly. not about. Not, I think that's kind of an overrated narrative. In my, I don't in my know. Opinion. I don't know that I I followed Everett closely enough to know or watched them close enough to know if that was the problem last year. But I don't recall mm-hmm. Spokane lighting them up. Right, those were all pretty close games in the second round last year. Right, they were low scoring games. Yeah, and, they were mostly one goal I games. I mean, Everett wasn't losing six to two or something like that. So I don't think Wolf was getting lit up too much. So no, and I mean Spokane had a really really balanced deep team. And that was an underrated Spokane team that kind of flew under the radar because they had injuries and just didn't play well for a lot of the season. But mm-hmm. that team had a lot of talent on it. So a lot of talent. I mean, yeah. they they came in. I mean, a lot of people expect them to go on to the Memorial Cup. And yeah. I mean, they're they're in that conversation, and the fact yeah. that, and I I don't know. I mean, as a as a number one seed, you not making it uh, deep in the playoffs is always a disappointment, but at the same time, I mean, take take things with, with perspective and, and then that sort of stuff. Um, now that we got on that tangent, we'll, <laughs> we'll, ring, we'll ring it by, right back, I guess, to the game. I will mention before before I go, um, Michael Goot was a was a late, late scratch. He warmed up and everything and um, didn't, didn't end up suiting up, and he has an injury, so he won't be 
in Spokane tomorrow. He's not even making the trip, uh, nor is Hunter Campbell, who uh, was injured, uh, presumably in a fight with Cade McNally, who was uh, was, uh, quite the actor in tonight's game. I think he Mm -hmm. had a a number of uh, star performances tonight, Cade (laughs) McNally. Um, so he, Hunter, Hunter Campbell, uh, he is he is also not making the trip to Spokane. So that's two big losses for Everett. They're already pretty thin at forward, um, although they've been getting a lot from their, kind of their depth scoring lately. You know, their fourth, third lines. Um, now they're only down to ten forwards. So um, you will be seeing some uh, defensemen suiting up uh, at forward. I don't think they can ice a full lineup tomorrow. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, should be interesting. Andy, thanks thanks so much for. For joining the program, where, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find my uh, Thunderbirds coverage at uh, ESPN Seattle, mm-hmm. 710 ESPN Seattle, and then I also do a lot of NHL stuff on NHL2 Seattle and every now and then on NHL.com. They only talk about the name. No, we don't talk about the name. <laughs> no, they only talk. You only talk about yep. the name. I mean, you guys have, <laughs> you have like, time. listicles, you know, your, our top five favorite names for the NHL team. Yep. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They do none of that. Um, yeah, follow follow Andy and, and listen to the Sound of Hockey pod. That's also a great listen for, for after you listen to this one or before. I, I, I wouldn't take <laughs> I wouldn't take offense. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll come to you guys um, later this week with a podcast. But until then, see you guys later.